You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Off the Boards. This is Kenny Stubblefield, lead digital content creator for Go Tigers 247. And I'm excited to be joined by QB1. QB1 is in the house, baby. Seth Hennigan. What's up, man? Not much. Uh, doing pretty good. Just enjoying the offseason. So now you're in the offseason. You're in a little bit of a break between spring football. Where are you at right now? Oh, uh, you said where am I at right now? Yeah, where are yeah. you? Uh, I'm at home. Uh, getting a little bit of a break. We got about like two weeks off to just enjoy some time with the family and the friends before we get back to work uh, during the summer and work out, film, all those things. So just enjoying some time off right now. So what do you do? I usually ask this question at the end, but what do you do during this during this time, during these these two weeks that you have off? What is your decompression? How do you decompress from the daily grind of high-level Division One football? Um, I mean, I just hang out by the pool, uh, just recently picked up golfing. So that's pretty fun. Leisurely sport, you know what I'm saying? But uh, play video games, hang out with my girlfriend, just try and lay low, get off my feet, you know, try and be easy on my body during this time. That way, when we do get back to work, you know, it's full steam ahead. So just trying to get all my little nicks and little bruises I have on my body, get those all leveled out just to be 100% ready to go whenever we get back to it. I'm sure that's a uh, yearly thing for you where it's it's always whenever you get a chance, you just take a break just to rest, this, rest your feet, rest your – just get your shoulders loose and just, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff, all those little bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So golf, man, so you play golf. I'm a I'm a – I love to hit the ball, but I am – like terrible at golf How, how's your game so far uh you know i i've only been playing for about like three weeks so uh I'm, I'm not that good yet but you know it's just fun it's just just fun to get out there with with some some of my friends and just you know it's pretty relaxing in my opinion golf is the one sport that you can have failure after failure after failure after failure and then have one success and it sets you up for the rest of like, I want to keep playing because I just hit this ball that yeah. well, that one time, yeah. even though I've had 16 other ones that weren't good. That's pretty much how it is for me right now. So hopefully I yes. get better though. It's fun. 
That's awesome, man. Well, I hope you really, I hope you enjoy your time off, man. I, you deserve it, and I hope you uh, get a chance to rest up and enjoy your family and your loved ones. Um, so let's jump into it, man. I, I, um, I, I know Memphis fans are excited to hear from you. Um, before we get into 2022 um, and and what what to expect, what you're expecting for 2022, I just wanted to walk through last year just a little bit with you. Um, I know. I know as an as a high level athlete, man, y'all don't dwell on the past. You move forward, but we're novices over here. We're, we're we want to know what's going on. We want to know what happened last year a little bit too. So, um, what was the transition like for you, man, going from uh, high school into college football? Like, I don't think people understand how like how big of a transition that is. But how was that transition for you? Uh, I mean, I think I took it in stride, in my opinion because I had that extra spring. So really spring ball, I didn't get too many reps, but I got some with the ones even, because we still had a big quarterback competition going on. It was me and Grant and Keelan and Peter Parrish. So, I mean, we had four kids taking the one uh, reps, but I mean, so I got a lot of reps. I feel like my first spring here, and then everything's just pretty, tr- transitioned pretty smoothly in my opinion, because I played with, a lot of great players in my high school, a lot of, I mean, five stars, four stars all across the board and great coaches, uh, Conroy Hines and then my dad, of course. So I was always around high level football growing up and in high school. So whenever I got to the collegiate level, I feel like I, I knew a lot of things and I was willing to soak it all in and accept coaching. So I just accepted coaching. I really grinded my playbook and tried to learn it to the best of my ability and then, I mean, it obviously led me to a little bit of success, but just creating that, you know, chemistry with my receivers and my other offensive teammates, I feel like that was the biggest part that I, I could have done a better job with and that you need as a starting quarterback, you know. So, I mean, I've, I've been doing a great, a better job of that this year. But as far as last year, you know, pretty good transition, in my opinion, of how I did from high school football to collegiate football, so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would be safe to say that football is football, no matter what level you're playing yeah. at. Obviously, the game gets a little faster, the guys get a little bigger, you know, the speed of the game is a little bit more, but um, a little bit higher the higher levels you go. But in terms of transition, like also, like I'm sure transitioning from high school football to college football, there's a little bit of comfortability there because you've played this game for so long. Mm-hmm. But what about transitioning to a new town and transitioning into kind of some more freedom, I guess, from, you know, being in high school, obviously going into college, there's freedom there that you're not used to living on your own, doing your own thing, but also then moving into a new city. What what was that transition like for you coming from uh, Denton, Texas to Memphis, Tennessee? Um, I mean, I would, I would say it was kind of hard, I guess, but at the same time, not really, you know, the coaches did a great job of, you know, easing me into Memphis and just making sure I felt welcome and things of that nature. But it was during COVID to a certain degree, so I didn't have any in-person classes. And then I was just living at the dorms. So, I mean, I spent a lot of time in the facility or in my dorm. And that's that's about it, really, honestly. So I didn't, I didn't really explore the city that much that first spring. And I was just... I was just like addicted to football kind of just trying to stay in it and 
you know, work my ass off just to try and be successful and be put myself in a position to be successful, you know? So that first spring I didn't do anything. And then really I, I had a couple friends, but I was kind of low key. I wasn't a big talker uh, on the team yet. Cause you know, I was just a young freshman or not even a freshman. It was my pre freshman year, you know? So you're new on the team. Uh, there's a bunch of older guys and you're like, Oh, I'm just like a little fish in a big pond, you know? And then, you know, one thing led to another and everything happened really fast. And all of a sudden I was the guy. But, I mean, just transitioning from Denton to Memphis, I mean, it was pretty good overall because I played in the state championship game. And then the next day I was driving to Memphis, January 15th, right, right. state game. We won and the next day. So I didn't really get to celebrate that. But, you know, that's a decision I decided to make. And, you know, I stuck with it. And it led me to some success this year. And, I mean, I'm happy I did that. You know, I feel like everything's worth it. It absolutely worked out well for you. You know, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about. You come onto a team with an offensive side of the ball with some veterans, man. There's a bunch of dudes that have been playing ball for a long time. You got – Obviously, you got Cal, you got Snag playing, you got all these uh, a, a lot of veterans on the team. How how did you? I mean, there there comes a a responsibility, like a mantle of responsibility with that QB one, um, you know, leadership role, right? Like 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 that position being put on you. You've already kind of mentioned how you know, for a while there, it was a tough transition. Like all of a sudden it was just placed on you. You are QB one now. Um, how did you go about building those relationships with Calvin and with snag and with all the other receivers that have been there for so long? How did you go about doing that? Yeah. I mean, I would honestly say it probably took a while for them to like accept it finally, because, you know, all the talk is Grant's going to be the guy and then he ends up getting hurt. Uh, unluckily, but you know, it probably took around like two weeks into the season, and I'm playing some good football for them to finally like come around, really, in my opinion, to start realizing that like I'm a good player, you know, and that I can lead this team to success. But I just, I just try to prove it to them every single day, uh, during practice and with my work ethic that you know I could do it as a true freshman. And I felt like they they came they came along and they trusted me, and you know of course I trusted them because uh, those guys were great players obviously. But you know Snag especially I feel like he took me under his wing and he believed in me really early on in my opinion. And so I'm just grateful for all of them, and I'm just grateful to say that they were my teammates. You know some of those guys are in the NFL now, uh, doing whatever they're doing, and you know new people come along this year, but. Uh, sure to miss up, yes. Absolutely. So you think it was the Arkansas State game, second game of the year, that kind of turned some heads for you, like in the locker room, like, oh, this dude's got it. Like this dude's this dude in a second game as a as a college quarterback threw for four hundred yards on the road. Yeah, I mean I mean, I probably would say that actually. But I mean, they really they were with me the whole time, but that was like, I guess or that was the moment in my mind where I was like, okay, I can do this. Like, like I have the ability. Cause you know, you, you're obviously, you, there's a possibility of doubting yourself going from one level to the next level 
and kind of it being forced upon you. Like you weren't, I wasn't really expecting it until like a month before I'm starting the first game, but I was prepared obviously, but you know, that was a turning moment for myself, I guess I would say, because I feel like they actually did believe in me uh, during fall camp and things like that. Well, I mean, obviously like, you know, everything that we were hearing throughout spring and fall camp was, you know, when you, when you got a quarterback, like, you know, with division one level experience, like Grant, you know, from Arizona coming over, obviously the people that aren't there in practice every day with you guys are saying, well, look at, I mean, look at the resume, right? Like Grant's had division one level experience, like the, the, the odds on favorite to be the starting quarterback would be Grant because of his experience. Mm -hmm. But I'll be honest with you, man, Seth, we were hearing behind the scenes. Don't count Seth out. Like he is pushing, pushing, pushing the entire way through. So I don't think talent wise, it was a surprise that you came out and did it. You know, you came out and did what you did last year. Um, I think the surprise was that as a, as a freshman QB one, that it felt seamless for you. I know it probably wasn't, but it felt that way. Um, so what was your, what were some of the goals you had for yourself last year? Did you, did you exceed them? Like how to, what, what would you grade yourself last year? Uh, I would probably grade myself like, like a B, B minus somewhere in that range, C plus just because, you know, all the games that we did lose, there was, like, small plays, like one or two plays could have changed the course of the game. And I feel like I had a turnover issue to a certain degree. I know I had, like, eight picks or something like that. And then I had fumbles. I had, like, four fumbles, I want to say. I'm not really sure. But I had a lot of fumbles um, in my own on my own half of the field. So that leads to a short field for our defense, which put them in a bad position, things of that nature. But, you know, I, my goal was just to win games and just to prove people wrong, I guess, to a certain degree and prove that I could do it. So, I mean, I don't know if I would say I reached my goals because my goal, I didn't have a goal to throw for a certain amount of yards, throw for a certain amount of touchdowns, if I'm being honest. My goal was just to put my body on the line and execute my assignment to make sure – we're in a position to be successful as an offense. And so, you know, I tried to do that every week and tried to, you know, execute. That's all That's all I tried to do every single week. And, you know, some weeks we had it, SMU, and some weeks, you know, we'll lose on it, trying to go for two, like ECU. So that's just the nature of the game. But there's a lot of things that we've hashed out, in my opinion. Like this spring, we did a great job protecting the football. So if that carries over, you know, we could be scared. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Tell me all I see. Obviously, the end of last year, um, last game of the season, became bowl eligible, went to the Hawaii Bowl, and then obviously all that nonsense went down. And you guys came back as bowl champions, but I know nobody was excited about how the season ended for the football team. What was the message that you tried to share with the offensive, uh, the offense during postseason, during, you know, the off season to get to make sure that everybody's ready to come back this year, ready to go, ready to, to write the ship, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I feel like as a whole unit, they were already like ready to go, ready to write the ship. Even after that, uh, not that game, even after that trip, I guess you could call it. I mean, we knew our performances here was subpar. And so, I mean, everyone's all riled up. Like we want to prove, that we're still the Memphis offense, you know what I'm saying? That we can still do it, you know? And, I mean, the offensive line, I feel like they really took it personal. And they're going to come out next year and we're going to run the football and we're also going to protect the basket and all that stuff. But, um, I mean, I just said, you know, we need to, we need to be more efficient. That's pretty much it. Because, I mean, we had some explosive plays last year, but we just – turned over too much, in my opinion. Because, I mean, I had a good amount of yards, and then our running game was pretty good through week three, and then, uh, you know, whatever it may be, you know, Austin Myers getting hurt, you know, Brandon Thomas up and down throughout the year, all those things, they all played a role uh, into the success of our offense. So, but, I mean, they didn't really need too much hoorah, hoorah from me. It was just they knew they knew the deal. They know that we need to get better, and that was the whole message. So, I mean, they did a great job in the spring, though. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've had a chance to talk to uh, Quindell and, and Darius. Obviously, Quindell being on the defensive side of the ball and and, and Darius on the offensive now. Um, and both of them, almost everybody, to, everybody that I've talked to has talked about this kind of an, an, an empty feeling coming back like going I'm not leaving especially Quindell I'm not leaving until I can bring Memphis back to where it needs to be and that's at the top of the AAC in a New Year's six day bowl like that's what the goal is and that's encouraging because you can feel it as you talk to players and I can hear it in your own voice right now there is a a pretty single singular focus on we are going to do the little things to make sure that the the that the good things happen, the wins happen, that we get the team back to where we believe we should be. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of the main storylines coming into this year was the departure of Kevin Johns, um, and then Tim Cramsey coming on board. 
as the new offensive coordinator. How's that relationship been like for you guys? Like, have you guys developed, obviously you spend a lot of time together. Have you guys developed a pretty strong relationship at this point? Yeah. Uh, Coach Krebsy, he's definitely a funny guy. He's easy to talk to. And I just feel like he listens to me. And, you know, I listen to him. We have that relationship where we we accept each other's feedback on plays or or how people are doing and things of that nature. And he's always asking for what plays I like, and I tell him, of course. So, I mean, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, and, uh, and I, I can't – I'm, I'm excited for our future together. You know, he's a great coach and a great person. So it's it's great to spend time with him and getting to know him more and more uh, through this summer and the next fall. So, you know, should be good. In your opinion, as you've gone through one spring practice with uh, – one spring camp with Coach Johns and then one spring camp now with Coach Cramsey, um, not – schemes or anything like that but like what what's one big difference for you that you've noticed that um that in between the the way that those two guys run their offense um I mean I'd just say coach Cramsey just allows me to just be a football player I guess a little bit you know he just says as long as you're on time then then you're on time you know whereas with coach Johns it was just very structured which I mean is two different play styles, I guess, at the quarterback position. Like, timing would be the same with your feet with Coach Johns, which it still is with Cramps. But, you know, he just lets you be a little bit more loose, I would say, and just let the game come to you because, we you know, we know our assignments. We do it all the time. Now you just got to play ball. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the message that Cramps preaches. Do you think that it being your second year as – QB one, do you think that it's um, that that those instincts have been sharpened and are more natural to you? It being your second year, like, do you think that that could possibly be what it like? We just trust you more now. Like, we trust you to go out and play ball. Just go out and be the guy we know you can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's a part of it. Just having more live reps that that always is going to affect any player and make them better. You know, to be in the game for real on Saturdays and have those flying bullets coming at you is much different in practice. But, um, I mean, I feel like they trust me even last year, but I do agree that they trust me even more this year. Uh, and I'm, I'm ready to carry the load, you know what I'm saying? Put more on me, put more on my mind, make me work that much harder. Because, I mean, I'll do whatever it takes to get wins. And like I've already said, even last year, I spent a lot of time watching film, and I would be up there seven days a week, a lot of hours, but now I'm ready to put more on myself, you know, because really what we put out last year was unacceptable, uh, especially for myself, you know, even for the program, that was a, a low point. So we're just ready to get this season going. And I'm just, I'm just really excited to, you know, change the perception of Memphis football, get it back to what it was. Another huge storyline this year, coming into the 2022 was obviously the the quarterback competition right mm-hmm. you know between you and Grant it's two years in a row you've had the same quarterback competition uh you and Grant going mono v or mono e mono once again um I'm gonna ask you a question and I want you to answer it as honestly and as forthrightly as you can 
Because I know that everybody, I know the answer that you've given on, everybody has given on the quarterback competition is that competition raises, you know, raises the the level of competition across the board for the whole team. But did you feel coming into the season that everything that you put on the board last year, all the numbers, everything that you did for the Tigers last year, that that kind of gave you an upper hand in this competition? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it did. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think it did. Because just knowing the coaches know that you can do it and then the, your teammates know that you've done it for this team. You know, he's done it for another team, but I did it for the Memphis Tigers, and that's the position that we were battling for. So, I mean, I felt like that gave me an upper hand. Yeah. And I think the players saw that. We talked to Eddie Lewis um, a few weeks ago, and he told us, he said, he was talking about you, and he said, Seth is a dog. He said, if you want his position, you are going to have to fight him to the death for it. And I was like, all right, I love that. Like, that's that's dope. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so, obviously, the the competition at this point in terms of between you and Grant has been decided at this point. Obviously, Grant's in the transfer portal. Um, is it is there a difference? Like, is there a mindset shift for you as you are going through the competition and then when it's been decided, when it's over, does it change for you? Like what, what changes in your brain? Does a switch flip? What, what goes on in your brain when that happens? Uh, I mean, even last spring, I didn't really, I didn't really in my mind perceive it as like a competition. You know, I was always just in my own, mindset that I was competing with myself every single day to be a better quarterback myself. And, you know, at the division one level, there's always going to be a quarterback who can do the job and you're always going to have competition. Like, I mean, Tevin Carter, he has the potential to be a great quarterback someday. And, you know, you're always going to have guys in the quarterback room at our level who are good players. So, I mean, there's always going to be a competition and things like that. But really, at the end of the day, you just got to push yourself. And so I was always in the spring just trying to better myself each and every day, you know. And so now that he's gone, it's it's sad because he was my best friend, you know, coming in here last spring. And he's been one of my best friends since I stepped on campus. So, you know, it'll be different. It'll be a change for me to not have him around because he was he was a good role model and all that type of stuff. He's a great guy. So, you know, I'll miss him as a person, but now that he's gone, it just allows me to step into a bigger leadership role. That's the only thing, in my opinion. Like, all the all hands on deck, like I'm the guy. Like, everyone needs to understand that. I don't know if they understood that. But, you know, in my mind, I understood that last spring. I don't know if people were tripping or not, but now you got to hop on, hop on my ship. Let's go. Now it's now there's no other option, right? You're the yeah. captain of this thing now. Let's uh-huh. go. I love it. So who are some of the players, man? You're now you're you are now second year. You're the veteran. You're the quarterback. You are the guy. Who are some of the some of the offensive players? Who are some of the guys that that Tiger fans need to be watching out for this year? Guys that Tiger fans need to be watching out for. I mean, all across the board, I feel like we have a lot of talent, and a lot of depth. You know, I think Joe Skates, Javon Ivory, of course. Um, Javon's been here a while. I don't even know, but I know this will be my second year playing with him. We've really uh, three years. He's been here. This is his third year. 
I got you. But we've really built our chemistry, in my opinion. Uh, some of my buddies. And then I think Brandon Thomas, Coffee, of course, and then Ducker. They, they could all make impact. But our running back room is so deep. You know, we have Asa Martin. Like, it's hard to tell who's going to even be starting because we have so much depth and guys getting reps uh, as far as last spring goes. But, I mean, Gabe Doug, uh, excuse me, Gabe Rogers, he'll be a guy for us. So, I mean, we have a lot of skills. A lot of guys, yeah. yeah. I just named, like, have, you ever, have you ever seen a running back room this deep? I mean, there I, seems to be, like, six dudes that could actually get playing time this year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, six six of those guys have started, probably, started games and right. got a lot of reps. You know, uh, Quay, Weaver, veteran, just tough as nails. Just a lot of good players that can do the job for us. So we'll see what the coaches decided to do, but whoever they end up putting out there uh, will put us in a position to be successful. And, you know, we're going to share the ball around. So just be on the lookout for whoever, whoever may be in the game, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I got a couple of fan questions for you before we get out of here. I told our go Tigers two, four, seven VIP fans that we were going to be talking to you. And so got a couple of questions for you um, from them. What is your favorite place to eat in Memphis? My favorite place to eat in Memphis? Um, that's a great question. I'd say Coastal Fish Company. Ooh. Or or just or Carabas on Poplar. Those are my top two. Listen, I've been married 12 years, Seth. My wife's favorite place is Carabas. It's the tag pick pack. I don't know if you've had that little that pasta dish. It's called the tag pick pack. Nah. It's actually like tagliani pocky peaky or something like that. But it's we call it tag pick pack. It's fire. I'll look into so that. that's the place. Like we go to like you could go to all these fancy restaurants, and my wife's like, I love Carabas. Let me go yeah. there. <laughs> I guess it's awesome. Um, if you could only watch one movie. Or and listen to one album for the rest of your life. What would it be? Movie. I'm gonna give you two again. I'm gonna go either Shawshank Redemption or Braveheart. And then what was the other one? Album. Album. Um, I go. I go. I'm not sure what it's called even, but that one Chris Stapleton album. You know that has like Tennessee whiskey and all that. Traveler, isn't it yes. called Traveler? Traveler, that's correct. There you go. Did you see? Did you go to Chris Stapleton's show when he was here in Memphis a couple months ago? I did not. Sadly, I, I love that dude. Is so good. He's my favorite. Chris yeah. Stapleton is my guy. What game are you looking forward to the most on the schedule this year? Um, I mean, a lot of people would say Mississippi State Week One, and I guess I'd say the same probably. Actually, I don't know. I just like – I'm looking forward to the games that we lost last year and the chance to play those teams again and, you know, right the ship. So, I mean, I couldn't say one in particular. But, I mean, Mississippi State, week one away, that'll be obviously a good game to set the tone for our season. So, hopefully we do that and then get the ball rolling. Tell me that Houston game doesn't feel a little bit – I feel a little bit special this year. You got to get that one back. Yeah, uh, yeah, Houston for sure. That game I was banged up a lot really last year, and so and it was just 
there's no energy on our on our side of the ball. So I'm looking forward to that one for sure. Man, Seth, thank you so much, especially on your vacation time right now. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I know um, Memphis fans are excited to – they're excited to know that you're the guy, man. I, I know it was a super impressive year last year. The first time a freshman has ever a, – a, a true freshman has ever started at quarterback for the University of Memphis. You came out and you rocketed up record books. You – all-American. I mean, just an incredible season. I know as a team, you guys are ready to, to right the ship and get it back to where you want it to be. And I know that Memphis fans are excited that you're that guy to do it. So thank you for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.